Ready? Freelancing. Get your first project. Our first projects. Where to look for your first project? Get yourself out there. Welcome to your Freelance Friends podcast. In this podcast, we're giving you tips and tricks on how to become a successful freelancer. We are here to help guide you through your journey and share some things that we have learned along the way to save you time and headaches. Our goal is to provide you with information that you can use to give your clients the most value, no matter what your niche or experience level is. Exactly. So in today's podcast, we are going to talk about first projects. So about our first projects, where you can look for your first project and how to get yourself out there. And we have our special guests. Welcome, Anna. Hello, ladies. I'm really glad and really happy to be here. Hello, Rika. Hello, Anna. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you are now, what are you doing and why are you with us? Sure, just a, just a short description. So my name is Anna. I'm originally from Poland. I'm 36 and I became a freelancer exactly last, like exactly a year ago, last January. So it's been a year now. Um, I speak various languages and I have always loved Spanish and Latin culture. I, I think I should have been born somewhere else. So that is why I moved to Spain and I've been here for over a year now. Awesome. I'm saying hello from Valencia. <laughs> wow. Hi. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's uh, start um, right at the topic, Rita. Let's, yes. Let's say yeah. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. Um, mm -hmm. So what we're doing, we're going to talk about our first projects and how they kind of happened for us. Um, so me personally, I landed my first project off Upwork. It actually happened fairly quickly for me. I was extremely lucky, I think, um, because of that. Um, so it was a virtual assisting job. It was a San Francisco based client, which was a huge bonus again for me because the hourly rates are typically a little higher in California versus Atlanta where I am. And that was part of the problem for me finding, um, some jobs was getting my worth, getting my hourly rate. So that was really, again, quite lucky. Uh, I held that client. Um, so I started on Upwork about three plus years ago. I held that client up until the end of last year. Um, we worked together for the duration. It was wonderful. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we kind of had to close out, but I would love to work with them again. It was a great mm -hmm. job. There was a mix of routine duties as you get with any virtual assisting job, as well as um, a rotation of new duties that would come in. So it wasn't mundane on a daily basis. Um, it also familiarized me with project management softwares as a lot of remote teams do use those because communication is so super important working remotely as well as transparency. So it exposed me to that, uh, those types of platforms, which I wasn't familiar with, which was another huge, huge bonus. Um, so that's kind of the uh, high level overview of my first gig. Um, Anna, would you like to tell us about yours? Sure. So my first project, I remember that I was looking for my first one quite a long time. I remember that I didn't have anything specific that I wanted to do. I just wanted to see how it is really look, you know, working remotely, how it is being a freelancer. I didn't have a big dream of being, uh, I don't know, project management manager or something. So like my first project was with um client from United States and I was basically... I was being paid to take a paid course for him, but it was oh, not amazing. Paid, yeah, it was <laughs> not exactly. So he offered me the course. And the point of me doing this, this course was to prepare um, very good uh, notes 
for his virtual assistant. So basically he was in real estate business and he was going to hire a group, the team, and he didn't want to, you know, give this course to everyone. So he gave this course to me and I made a very, very good notes. And then he took them and I was like, wow, if this is a freelancing <laughs> stuff, I want to be freelancer like forever. I forever, got, yeah. I'm paid very well. I have a course and it's basically so much fun. So I remember that this project got me like, oh, I love this. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> and you are. Uh, well, in my case, it was a bit different because I actually started not by a, a platform like like okay. you guys. Um, I got a I got a phone call from one of my colleagues from the co-working space just two days after I finished my my stable job, my previous job where I was an employee. And he said, Anna, we're looking for a personal assistant. We need someone who speaks Spanish and we need you now. And I was like, oh, OK, it's a, <laughs> it's a great opportunity. So it kind of came up via networking. So this was my first project. I actually cooperated with them for a, for a few months. And then because they needed some kind of an office manager who would speak Spanish because they were not Spanish speakers. So um, it lasted for a few months. And then uh, unfortunately, due to, to the virus as well to the, to the pandemic situation all over the world, they had to close their physical office. Um, and that was when we ended the, the cooperation. But you know, after this one uh, came another one, also for a, this was a this was a Dutch colleague. Then there was an Australian guy who came to Spain. He also needed some help with some with some things uh, in Spanish. So that was the second one. And then I, I ended up at, at Upwork meeting Anna actually. And just to just to let you know, my first client on Upwork was uh, from um, from tax finance uh, sector. And I was responsible for translating online webinars from English to Spanish. So this was, this was a big responsibility because it was a live job. So um, it was a bit demanding, but it was a great experience. So as you can see, the, this sector doesn't have to do anything with my previous experience. Yeah. Uh, but we still we still uh, cooperate and, and he, he contacts me from time to time. So, yeah. yeah. I remember this project. It great was already, memory. yeah. <laughs> I remember that I was like, whoa, how do you even do that? Like, how? <laughs> I was extremely stressed because, you know, I'm not the translator, like a certified translator. I do speak English and Spanish and I use them both for work, but I am not an, an official translator. So, yeah, this is not what he what this is not what he needed. Obviously, when 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 clients ask for official translators, then this is what they get. But in this case, it was not essential, but it was it was a bit stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I have to admit yeah, but you did great. I remember. Okay. So as, so as we can see that actually, uh, all of us have a bit different experience of getting the first project for, for Rita, it was very fast. It was platform for Anna. It was a colleague. And for me, it was quite a long time, but not quite a long, like few days. Let's say in freelancing, <laughs> in freelancing <laughs> world is a quite time. a long time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, basically what I wanted to say is that we can have different ways of getting your first project. And this is what we want to talk about for, for our listeners, right? Because right now there is a lot of people who are looking for actually starting freelancing career. So how can they, um, you know, where can they find those first projects? I think that this is important to, to, um, to help them uh, to, to identify those, those ways of finding the first project. I would say that from my perspective, I remember that when I started, I started from platforms. 
But I remember that one mistake that I've done was registering myself on many, many freelancing platforms. I, I basically did like Google search and I set up so many profiles <laughs> and then I was not focused on any of them, meaning none of those profiles were really well done. All, all of them were like, okay, I put my info, you know, and then let's see. And I remember that like I was on like 10 different freelancing platforms and I didn't even know, you know, when someone sends you a message to find the which one is it and where to answer, like he already got someone else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember that there was a moment that I decided like, okay, so let's focus on one of them or two of them, make the profile like really perfect. And it worked. Uh, for me, it was Fiverr and Upwork. And I decided to focus on them because I saw that there are more interesting projects for me and less competition. So there were, there were two reasons for me to stay with those two. And um, I think, yeah, I think that from this moment on, I was able to um, communicate with, with uh, my clients better because I knew that what they are like, there is a slight difference when you are communicating with people through Upwork. And there is much less competition. At least when I was starting, there was less competition right. than on uh, than on other platforms where they were always like fifty plus proposals. And yeah, just just I think that this focus is important for me. What do you think, guys? Yeah, um, you know, I think I your to your point about not having too many platforms at one time. I personally started really just with Upwork, but I did make a Fiverr profile where I did not dedicate a lot of time to kind of beefing up that profile and making sure it had all my skills listed. And again, to your point, nothing really came in on that side. So really, I used Upwork, um, you know, 100% from the beginning, I did explore um, freelancer.com, and then a little bit of Fiverr. But I found, you know, once it kind of starts to snowball on one platform, um, that's where all my gigs were coming from. And that's where I really needed to concentrate on making sure that that profile was as up to date as possible, that I'm getting my client reviews in. And, you know, this is the one I'm using um, totally. So, so kind of, kind of similar to yours, but a little different in the fact that, you know, I realized that, hey, I can't, there's too many, too many tabs open, right? I got to close some of these and concentrate on one. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I remember, I remember that, um, one thing that I didn't mention is that once you start building your profile, besides the fact that you can focus on it better, um, it's the fact that you are gathering more projects and more reviews. So they don't, they don't go through 10 different and you have two projects in each, but you have 20 projects in one, right? right. And, and, and it's, and it's much better because you are basically building your, like your, yeah, your Resume. profile. It's, it's stronger. Yeah. You have more reviews on one and, you can say, oh, I have nine different platforms. To, to, you, you will not say to the client, I have nine different platforms and you can check them all in my reviews, right? <laughs> the client is on this platform and he's going to see that you'll have only two projects on one platform. No, it's better to focus on one. So yeah, uh, Anna, <laughs> tell us about it. Totally, you. totally. Well, I totally agree with you when it comes to the platforms. Uh, I would rather, well, in my case, I, I'm just uh, available on one platform, which is uh, Upwork. Um, but I will, um, I will just say how, how it was from my experience. Apart from the platform, you can, from platforms, you can also, uh, try to look for other ways. If you already know what you like to do or who, who you like.
try to work with. You can also try to uh, contact the entrepreneurs directly. For example, in my case, I, I hate competition. I really get stressed when I see there's 50 other people applying for the position. So um, it depends on really what, what you feel like doing because, um, well, I started with virtual assistants because I had some skills uh, that were like, you know, that were, that were aligned with this, um, with this freelancing uh, job. Um, but yeah, if you if you know that this sector is for you, even within virtual assistants, you can concentrate on on um, particular sectors, and you can let's say only work for coaches because you like this, you are interested in it. So try to align your interests with your job as much as you can, because we all know that this is when we actually take most from it and we enjoy more working. Yeah, because we can. Um, we can collaborate with people we we follow or on uh, on social media, and uh, we can also learn about the topics we're interested in. So I would say, yeah, apart from the platforms, also if you know who you want to work with, just go just go there and and just try to connect somehow. Yeah. Don't and then uh, and then regarding the profile, of course, uh, I mean it is very important to keep it up to date. Um, even even uh, not only the, the Upwork profile, uh, but also your LinkedIn profile or any profiles that you actually use to to find to find a job. You know, it should be always up to date. <laughs> it is important. Yeah, it is. Totally. We are constantly <laughs> reminding people about that on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Keep your profiles updated. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so I guess our last topic here is kind of how to get yourself out there. We've kind of touched on that a little bit just kind of in speaking here. Um, you know, it's a good idea to use multiple platforms such as LinkedIn and then, you know, your freelancing platform where you're finding jobs, your personal network. Um, obviously, use a little bit of caution with spreading yourself too thin. You don't want 100 profiles with 100 different things on them. Um, you're not going to direct, you know, your client from Upwork to go look at your Fiverr reviews. That's just silly, as we mentioned. So, you know, kind of be cautious, but do spread out your love a little bit. Make sure your LinkedIn is up to date. Use your professional network as uh, Anna Paulus has successfully um, leveraged that. If you can find a job within there, that's a great avenue. There's a lot of different things you can do. But again, pick your battles. <laughs> Exactly, and I would say also don't get discouraged uh, when you are not look when you are not finding this 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 first uh, project for a few days or for a few weeks even. If you if you if you look out out there and not only on the platforms but also among your friends or friends of your friends, just make sure that you know what you are looking for. Don't don't get you know too anxious. Like, the projects, the projects will come if you if you look for them. They will not come maybe next day, but maybe a few more days after. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. Yeah, <laughs> with all yeah. things in life. <laughs> That's true. And also, what we have already mentioned, we have covered this this topic a little bit. Like, tell your friends what you do. Tell your friends where you where you're going to. You know, like where you want to get, and and they can help you because networking is amazing. It it really it really can help. Um, so don't be scared of telling people like, do you know how many people have asked me like, what the hell is virtual assistance? What <laughs> do you do? even do? <laughs> so you just, yeah. you just have to be patient and, and yeah, and just go for it. Um, in my case, I have also, I have to admit that one of my strongest clients right now, I, I have met, uh, through a Facebook group. Wow. Um, 
about tourism and uh, travel tra and traveling. So imagine this, <laughs> wow. because they were looking for someone that this is this is something important that I wanted to mention as well. That nowadays, with the with the new reality, many um, many companies change their way of working as well, and they are more open to collaborating with freelancers. Mm -hmm. So this is our opportunity. Um, yeah. And and now that we can like the the um, working from home has become something normal, and mm -hmm. um, it is it is just easier. So uh, so international companies start to reorganize a bit their teams and and their way of even employing uh, people, and and they start to 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 look for for freelancers. Totally. So yeah. it is a great opportunity right now to. Just be aware, um, do some research and talk to people, talk to your friends. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And also I think that some people, um, I know that some people don't like sales or don't like to feel that they are selling themselves. It's not about selling yourselves. It's about telling people that you have skills that they might need. And I think that for people who are afraid or don't like to do it, think that you are actually making, doing them, you are making this situation more difficult if you don't tell them that you can help them. Think that you are helping them because you are offering something valuable. Unless you are not doing good job, don't if you are <laughs> if you are not doing good job, just don't sell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, if you are doing good job, exactly. If you are doing good job, you are helping them, but by getting them know they can help that you can help them and they can get help by you. So it, just just change this like uh switch, switch. In, your, yeah. in your head <laughs> you're helping people by offering them your valuable services online so yeah i think that the, we covered quite a bit of uh different uh but very important aspects of about getting first projects we hope that it's useful for our all, all our audience if you have any questions, you can always uh, post them under under the videos or send them email send, send us email. Uh, the email is kairosh at xquo.com. Um, so I think that uh, if you are following us uh, also on social media or on LinkedIn, you can always find the email there. And we are looking forward to receiving more feedback from you. Also the ideas for next podcast uh, on next things that you want to listen from us. And we are hoping that it will be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rita, so what are we going to cover next time? Yeah, so um, next, well, thank you, Anna Paulus, for being here with us today, oh, yeah. sharing <laughs> your perspective. You, yeah, great. It was great. It was great yeah. to see you. Yeah, and great spend to spend this oh, moment yeah, with you. I know, in the virtual world, we don't get to see each other as often, so this is very, very pleasant, very nice. So thank you for spending yeah. the time with us today. Um, next episode, uh, exciting, kind of continuing our, our venture on freelancing, we're going to be discussing more on your hourly rates and knowing your worth and kind of the ins and outs and challenges we have faced to, faced with um, hourly rates and kind of kind of setting those norms for yourself. Exactly. It's going to be very interesting. I think that yeah. this, is, this is a topic <laughs> that it's important for everyone <laughs> important yes. especially right now we, we, yes during the past year let's say the situation changed a bit seems like so mm -hmm. yeah i think that it's going to be exciting 
Uh, Anna, one more time. Thank you so much. Uh, big kiss <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you. Big kiss for you. And uh, I, yeah, exactly. One thing that I uh, that I forgot before. Um, regards and big thank you to all our clients that we mentioned during this episode. Yes. Uh, we really enjoyed. I think that uh, <laughs> it's visible in the way how we talk about our clients that we actually enjoy working with them. We love and, our clients. Yeah, big, big <laughs> thank you and see you during the next podcast. Bye. All bye. the best, girls. Thanks. See you. Bye bye. Awesome. Good, I think, right? There's good flow. I feel like there's a couple. Uh-huh. <laughs>